You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. I've been spending some significant time with friends of mine who are Spanish speakers and they allow me to speak Spanish with them for hours a day. And it's kind of kind of tiring. It's kind of stressful because Spanish is my first language. Do you experience this at all? Speaking different languages? Kind of having a language that is sort of your mother tongue? It's where you kind of came up with? Some of us had multiple mother tongues. Some of us aren't from the United States. Right? Where a lot of us here are, you know, wrecked with settler colonialism, et cetera. And a lot of us speak the one language. But you get in situations where it's not the dominant language and you have to adapt. You have to change. You have to learn how to speak multiple languages. You do it in all sorts of different ways, not just like, you know, grammar and stuff like that. We're talking about conflict and loving through conflict today. And one of the frameworks that I want to offer is just as simple as speaking multiple languages. It's understanding where you come from and the sort of your mother tongue and then not being stuck there, being able to move past it in love with other people, with institutions, with systems, we need to do conflict and love. And our ability to have healthy conflict is measured by the, the health of the community. When there's, when there's healthy conflict happening, there's, there's good fruit. And you know what that like, what that like. The body of Christ smells a certain kind of way. It smells like love. It's beautiful. It's, it's all around us. So here's the simple framework. This is from the Notre Dame School of Business. There's three different mother tongues of conflict style. So just consider which of these is kind of more likely for you. Is it to withdraw and avoid? Is it to not back down? Or is it to give in? Three schools of thought. Avoidance, not backing down, and giving in. Do you have your sense of where you're at or where you come from? Not where you're at now, but of course you know how to do this. I know how to avoid. That's what I learned with. That's what I, was, I came up with. Um, n- not backing down, hmm, that's not really my thing. I've had some road rage incidents. Or, you know, stuff where I'm just being, you know, parenting sometimes. you got to not back down, some, you know, sometimes. But giving in too quickly, definitely have done that too. But avoidance is kind of my mother tongue. So when other people do different conflict styles with me, I have to adapt and adjust to them. When you get in a, in a love situation, hopefully you don't get stuck there. You start moving a certain direction towards harmony like Jenna was talking about. A step towards harmony is compromise. It's being willing to, to be able to vulnerably ask for what you want or need in an assertive way and listen to another party, multiple parties, depending on the situation, and helping everybody get something that they're after, something that they're looking for. And you also don't get everything. It's compromise. It's okay. But what we're moving towards is collaboration. And when you're collaborating, you are for everybody in the collaboration. You're for them receiving health and the good life. You're for them. You're for yourself. You're for each other. You're for one another. That's, that's just conflict styles. So how you, how you get there is, you know, different processes for, for everybody on the journey. But when we're moving with Jesus in loving community, we don't have to be limited to just what we started with. We'll always have that. You'll always have multiple ways to do it. But moving towards collaboration. So much of it has to do with the stories that we tell ourselves and how we experience the world. 
and then how we reshape how we experience the world. I'm reading this book by George Mambiot called Out of the Wreckage. He's a British journalist and author who's writing about neoliberalism as the dominant story of the world. And we need to replace that dominant story, which is a story of individualism. It's a story of might makes right. It's, a, it's, the, it's that dominant narrative that says you have to have sameness even in that individualism. We need to replace those stories, stories of cooperation, stories of mutuality, stories about caring for each other. And if you're able to even repeat those stories of the cooperation, it shapes the way that we experience the world together. And collaboration becomes something that's much more attainable because there's so many little stories of goodness. So when you, here's a, something that a lot of my friends here that are part of the carnival I'm hanging out with, right? I'm part of a group of like 30 people that roll together for multiple weeks. And we are coming from different places. I have to explain to people, when you come to Philly, you're going to ask people how they're doing, and they're going to complain. It's just what we do when we start talking. It's just like, how you doing? Yeah. It's okay. I mean, like, you know, my leg hurts. I got the, the, the hot weather. Not a healthy food system. 45, still president, you know, I'm okay, though. But, like, Philly just gives it, have you noticed this about living here, right? Most people just, how you doing? Here's a complaint. I was like, there it goes, and just move past it. Ask them what's good. What's a good story? Did anything good happen to you today? Actually, man, my oatmeal was good this morning. I got to have coffee with, this is real life, I got to have coffee with some of my out-of-town friends this morning for, like, a half hour before we had to bust up our things. If I remember that coffee with Jacob and Claire as a way that was like, that was really special. You asked me how I'm doing, I was like, I got to hang out with my friends. That's my story. The story wasn't about traffic, or being in the sun too long, or not drinking enough water, or you know the, the story of whatever the president puts on Twitter today. That's not the story I'm telling. Because even if I say I'm not with that story, I still retell that story. So when we're doing conflict in loving relationships, it's so easy for us to just default to these stories. These stories of like conflict, say like, yeah, we're, I'm not getting what I want, we're all jammed up here. How are you doing? Oh well, yeah, this is, this is hard, hard life. Hard li and you know, life is hard. And life is systemically hard, harder for some people and easier for others by the systems that we live in, especially here. And we're working at something together. That's what Jesus is doing. He's offering this generative spirit. So where we're able to even tell a good story, the good story, and those are little stories. They're little stories of cooperation, of redemption. And it doesn't just narcissistically shape the environment, but it shifts our own hearts. And lifting, lifting up the good story to other people can lift up their hearts too. And when our hearts are full, when we know that, one another, that we're for one another, having conflict is, can be a lot more collaborative. And you can solve conflicts with collaboration rather than just defaulting to these other things. So somehow it's working for me as I had a profound spiritual transformation over the last couple of weeks. Um, it began about a year ago when my uncle died suddenly and I reconnected with my father. I called him you know, after not talking for like seven years. And I was like, hey, sorry about your brother. Immediately, he wanted to ask for my forgiveness for different ways that our relationship has been jacked up. Anybody have jacked up parent relationships? So, yeah, okay, we're all on that continuum somewhere, right? And we talked almost once a week for the last, I don't know, six months or something like that, or every couple of weeks. 
He's been in the hospital more than not. Then he got to the point where he was entering hospice. And we only spoke a few more times during that week because his kidneys were failing. And as he, and he, as he went, he was on, you know, his, his pain medication that he was on kept increasing and he became less and less lucid and less and less conscious. Now, just here's a little maybe TMI about my family system and family of origin. The time that I didn't talk to my dad was because I knew that he was going to be mean to me again. And before he died, he was going to take an opportunity. He was going to get me. That's kind of relationship we had, where he was just going to, like, stick it to me one more time. And during that, those years, I did a lot of, you know, inner work. I did work in relationships externally, where I had to grieve this longing I had for my father's affirmation. He wasn't going to give it to me, and I wanted it. Something weird is happening. I'm about to turn 40. Anybody else go through a shift in their, like, kind of 30s, 40s? Where it's like, you know what? I received something from God recently that I, be well, I don't know when I received it, but I became conscious of it recently that I have God's affirmation. And then when I was relating to my dad, I wasn't so hungry for it. I wasn't expecting him to give me anything. And I went to him just as an adult and as a, as a son and as a friend. And we were able to love each other. And when he died, he died peacefully. And our last words were of love with one another. I didn't need that affirmation in a way that caused me, you know, this story of, oh, yeah, my dad, you know, he's terrible. He never gave me what I needed. Of course that's true. Everyone's dad is like that. But the story that, I, that he left me with, I'm so grateful for. I wasn't even looking for it, and I got it. How, how often does that happen in the world? It's right in front. It's in my heart. So for me, it's just noticing it, paying attention to it. Allowing God to use that to change me, to shift something in me, to go with it. So that realizing I'm not looking for affirmation all the time. I'm a father. I've got teenagers. I need to be a giver of affirmation. My heart needs to be full and transformed. And we all have relationships like that where we need to be the ones giving blessing because we're so full. And when the story we're telling is the story of receiving goodness from God and giving it away, collaboration and conflict becomes so much more manageable. Hanging out at the love feast yesterday... It's profound experiences of people's transformation, getting baptized in the weird New Jersey waters, behind the sneaker outlet. <laughs> Some of us were there. It was great, right? And people telling me stories growing up in Camden, growing up in Southwest, what it's like for, for faith to be realized as an adult, what it's like to have spiritual community. It's the best thing that they're saying. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. One, and of course, one dude told a story about, I knew this was, this is a little bit of half, half step over here. I knew that when the Eagles won the Super Bowl that people were going to find Jesus. Because Philadelphia, you know, how many people were throwing up prayers for decades? Give me a Super Bowl, Lord, and I'll believe. I'll follow you. I'll do whatever you want. Give us a parade. And it happened. And one of the people became a Christian that night. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And I was like, I knew that that happened. It had to happen. It had to happen thousands of times. But I didn't know anybody personally. And this dude found Jesus that night. He's getting baptized as part of the church. That's profound. That story, that's a good story. And Eagles fans, if you're out there, you won. <laughs> Tell a story. Walk in it. And now it's beautiful. I'm jealous. I'm from Buffalo. <laughs> you know, the Bills haven't won one yet. So we're, I'm holding out hope. 
the, the last thing I just want to talk about is a profound experience I'm having with the Carnival Day Resistance. Has anybody got to any of the Carnival stuff yet? A bunch of people. There's, there's things going on every day this week. I don't want to bore you with the details. It's all on the website. A couple of things that were, that were profoundly uh, healthy and good for me was by the time we got to Friday night and Saturday night and down at Art Street UMC. We're, we're hanging out and doing gnarly theological games where people, little kids are helping Jesus chase the money changers from the temple. And people are trying to do the frisbee toss, throw the camel through the eye of a needle. It's not easy. Putting the, the, the coal and the resources back in the mountains with the beanbag toss. There's people walking around on stilts. There's people dressed up like a chicken in the middle of Broad Street with a sign that says, come to the other side. You know, it's, 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 it creates this space that is fun and that is all sorts of people. All sorts of people go by Broad and Arch. I've been hanging out there a bunch. I met the, my gnarly spectrum has been like completely engaged. Hanging out with the Occupy Ice people, you know, doing an impromptu march around City Hall. That's a good time anytime you get to march around City Hall for something cool. There's Thursdays in March. It's, there's just no shortage of awesome stuff. Friday and Saturday night are like the big things, but I hope that you can connect with some kind of way. You know, 20 people or something are living in our building this week and last. And it's pretty clean right now. It smells like sage or something. But the, I, it's better, sage is better than BO. This is one thing I've, I've learned as the cause of the BO and as the, the person trying to solve the issue. It's is, it is great. So I hope that you feel like you're invited. There's a, there's a mess of tickets back there that even have like all the info and stuff. Just, just let, it, let something about it just spawn some curiosity, a new story. There's all sorts of opportunities for new stories to happen. When we're in conflict with whether it's with Pico or with you know, Mayor Kenny and this terrible partnership that he's gonna end between ICE and the Philadelphia Police Department, PARS is being shut down which, you know, personally, I was out there multiple times. I know I had something to do with it. I hope you did, too. And if you didn't, you just liked a photo of me being there, and that, you're part of that, too, or whatever. You know, you tell the story. Like, we, we had people, Circle of Hope was there. Circle of Hope was there a lot of times. And we were contributed to this good solution. It's a good story. Live into that good story. I know, maybe Kenny Tharney was gonna, and who knows, politicians. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too, but, like, you could be part of this good stuff. So that's what I'm hoping for. And even in this next week, and just, just letting our hearts be filled with the good stories, extend those moments when something is good is happening and live into it. Share it with somebody else. It offers, and just, I know you're Philly people now, but like one thing I'm trying to do is just asking a question when I greet someone that sets them up to have an answer that's sweet. You may want to try that instead of just saying, hey, what's up? Or like, hey, what's wrong? You know, that's my kind of tone goes like that. Hey, what's the problem? You know, we're all just walking around. What's the problem now? I might ask, what's good? What, what, what's good is a, is a classic, you know, comes from hip hop. It's good. What's good? Tell me a good story. I'll tell you one. I have one in my heart right now. You know, this is a, the more people who are doing that stuff, we're just expressing this inner aliveness that Jesus offers us. The Holy Spirit's empowering us that. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down 
at circleofhope.net.